Hello and welcome to episode two of How's Your Week Been? Um, I'm Lee Wilcox, CEO, co-founder of On The Tools, and today I am super excited because we've got a bit of a data geek in, in the room, we've got a bit of a video geek. Um, first thing we like to do is a bit of a big up, we've got, I've got a man who used to um, own the YouTube space from a video perspective, has worked on massive things, I won't go too much into it because I want him to explain where he's from now and what he's doing. But what we also like to do is hit a jingle up for each guest. So I'm going to hit that jingle first, then I'm going to let you introduce yourself. You can't speak until then. <laughs> so let's hit the jingle. This is yours. Dennis. 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 That's Dennis's jingle. <laughs> Almost as good as Blandy's uh, Dunny Dunny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've never heard. I haven't heard that. I never hear these jingles before yeah, they, before yeah. before they play. And that was just a load of brummies saying Dennis, wasn't it? Yeah, it but was good. Interestingly enough, the music was created by um, uh, uh, like a, a licensing platform that only that generates the music from. Uh, code. Yeah. So we thought we'll go down the data play yeah, here. Yeah, I've seen those guys, Jude uh, Deck or something. Uh, like is that yeah. anyone? I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, Dennis, pleasure to have you. Yeah. Why don't you explain who you are and where you're yeah. from? All right. Uh, my name is Dennis Crushell. Um, I'm the uh, MD of International for Tuber Labs. And uh, yeah, I work at Tuber Labs and uh, before that I was at YouTube for a few years. And at Tubler, we uh, we basically if you think about Google search indexing every single website, we've done that for every single video on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, to help people understand what's happening in online video. That's Sounds cool. like an easy task to, uh, to yeah. do. Yeah, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of data. Yeah, a load of data. So currently no one does that? Yeah, we, we're the people who started doing this first about nine years ago. And uh, we first started on YouTube, but as everything's become more cross-platform, uh, the explosion of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of the platforms have been uh, so eager to get into video that, uh, yeah, it's been great for us, for our business, yeah. So w what platforms do you cover then from a video perspective? Yeah, we cover Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Twitch are the ones we cover. Wow. Yeah. So massive data collection and, and how how's that, so you, nine years? Yeah, yeah. So like a pretty, for like um, what I would class as something that, that, that um, you created that was obviously a problem in terms of, so like a currency for video across yeah. platforms, yeah? Um, nine years is a long time to, to be, because to, I guess there's a lot of work up front to try and start doing that and I guess the partnerships yeah. are difficult to then yeah, uh, put in place to, to, to collect all this data. Yeah, uh, Rob, uh, Rob Gabler, CEO, who um, the company started in Silicon Valley in California. And um, when he first started seeing this problem, he was at a, a company called Machinima, which was like an MCN for gamers. Right. And uh, he basically was an analyst there. And he was like, it's so hard to know like how big is gaming on YouTube or who are all these influencers. So he saw there was a problem there that could be potentially fixed. And he met a co-founder, Alison Stern, at the time, who was a YouTube analyst at YouTube. And she thought there was no good products for like understanding that space, even internally at Google as well. So they, um, yeah, they decided to work on a product that would help 
people with growing their audiences in online video um, or marketing people basically and uh, built a product from that so it kind of started with like influencers on YouTube and since then it's kind of um, grown into a product where we track all videos to help people grow their audiences um, or to buy branded content or to know how big these audiences are and uh, the aim really is yeah to become a currency for online video Oh, I got, I got the title, I got the, uh, the like the mission right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glad you I read the website. Yeah, the yeah, yeah I read something about yeah. it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you're the MD for the UK. So yeah. um, you know this is all about getting interesting people um, in the sort of media tech yeah. landscape, and then we say like, how's your week been? Yeah. What, what do you do on a weekly basis? What this what has yeah. this, this week done? This week, and in my role, I'm like uh, my remit is uh, Europe and Asia actually. So we're now we're now about 24 people in the UK, like looking after both those markets. We're about to set up an office in Singapore as well. So all of that's under my remit. But um, the majority of our clients are in the UK. And what's my week look like? This week was a lot of interviewing. We have about like four open roles or something for people in sales and uh, yeah, so just like a lot of interviewing. And uh, then, yeah, last week I went to Amsterdam for a day. Um, yeah, met an interesting company we're talking to. They're called 433, if you've ever seen them. Big yeah. football Instagram yeah, yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I get to meet lots of people who are um, doing an amazing job, such as on the tools and others, <laughs> uh, in online video, and uh, really seeing if we can help them further grow or monetize. The big question for everyone is like, how do you monetize these audiences? And um, we're really trying to help people understand how big the audiences are in the first place, and really bring transparency into the market for like agencies and brands. There's great. Um, there's great measurement in place for like TV, radio, podcasting, not that great right now. Uh, online video, a bit better. We've been around for quite a while, but that's really kind of where we're helping people. But my week, meeting clients, um, yeah, and uh, with the team and interviewing a lot at the moment. So How do you, so, because Chibula is, so it's uh, head office based in the US. Yeah. Yeah. How many offices does Chibula? Yeah, we have, uh, let me get this right now, we have, uh, let me count it out. So we have uh, Mountain View in California, which is our headquarters, then San Francisco, LA, New York, London, and Ukraine, actually. We have a team of engineers in Ukraine yeah. as well, in Kiev. So we have six offices. And then seven when Singapore opens. And seven when Singapore, Okay. Yeah. So from a recruitment point of view, yeah. what's it take to work at Tubular? What are you looking for? Yeah, what's the, it's fascinating like what we're selling actually is like um, something totally new. So you're really looking for some people who um, are passionate about the online video space and what we're trying to do. Uh, I think passion is the, one of the biggest things I'm looking for in individuals. And then I guess really like, um, that passion and eagerness to try and sell a new product because I often say to people no one wakes up thinking in the morning they needed video analytics yeah. uh, so you really need to work with people we should uh, understood the currency of video uh, yeah exactly so I think I'm really looking for people who are wanting to grow a business uh, that's growing really fast like I started in the uh, I started our London office three and a half years ago it was just me in a spare room and now we're like uh, 24 people uh, so that's been really great that growth and I know you guys have gone through similar kind of growth um, even though Double the size we are now, so well, yeah, yeah not quite yet. We're sort of similar, sort of like timings and growth pattern, yeah. and, yeah. and you know, we met about three years yeah, ago, yeah, maybe yeah. something like two yeah. and a half, three yeah. years ago. Um, Hiring's hard though. Hiring is hard. We're yeah. going through the sort of similar thing now, and it's interesting understanding what you know what people are looking for yeah. and how you know. 
even like, so you say you're trying to fill four roles. Yeah. Because I think it's often a pain point for people um, that are running businesses as well, when they get to the point where you go, okay, we're employing people. But then you get to that, you know, where you're at now, that like yeah. 20 mark, 25, yeah. 30, where the hiring becomes like really, really important because you get yeah. into that point where there's a lot more scalability and yeah. like things. Whereas before you're like, you're getting a load of, <laughs> this sounds terrible, but a load of jack of all trades. Yeah. It's like, it's start up, we've got to do this, X, Y, and Z. You know, yeah. you, at the start, yeah. you would have been doing every job possible. Yeah, and, yeah. Whereas now you're hiring for yeah. much more specific yeah. uh, and, and it's more costly at a time where actually yeah. you're trying to pull the trigger and scale yeah. more. And, yeah, um, and I think a big thing I've noticed is like when I was at Google before as well, like especially in the media side of the world, like relationships were a big thing in selling and everything. Relationships are still big, but I actually find how like there's just so much more transparency in the market for like buying, whether it's media or software like us, that like uh, relationships or a black book of contacts will only get you so far that you have to really have substance behind whatever you're selling. Or and it's a crowded space, isn't it? And, and that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean in, in, you know, in the nicheness of like currency for video, yeah. I think you're unique in that way. Yeah. But software or SaaS as a product, yeah. you know, that's hard to, you know, people ring me up and like, we've got down, I'm just like, I don't want it. Yeah. My, yeah. my instant reaction is, I don't want it, I don't need it, yeah. it's gonna cost me money, etc. Yeah. Et so it's a hard like, yeah. I would imagine it's a hard sell in, even yeah. though that, particularly with what you're pushing, you know yeah. that these publishers need it, and without it, yeah. you, you know, you blind, particularly yeah. from a monetization point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's interesting and a hard uh, a hard recruitment driver, I would imagine, yeah. but... Um, I think, I think like to get people's interest, like your interest, you really need to show them something they haven't seen before or something about them that's quite interesting or compelling, like to kind of get that first interest. Yeah, I mean, how do, how do, because you, you, you uh, who's your main sort of push then with, with Tubular? Let's talk, uh, you know, yeah. so we're in the publishing world, yeah. that's why we know about Tubular yeah, yeah, yeah. and how yeah. we met and stuff. Yeah. And, and is it, is it mainly, mainly publishers you look at? Is it brands who want to yeah, take yeah. that in-house? Is Because yeah. there's a couple of things, that, well, there's a number of things that Tubular does, isn't it? It's, it's the currency for online video in terms of what's good and what's bad mm. necessarily. But then, like you said about monetization, yeah. uh, you've got like brand collab tools like that, or brand partnership tools type yeah. things. And you've got um, intelligence, which is more about, do you need a job here for you? Yeah, but, you, you know, uh, Intelligence, which is more of a broader scale of like, this is what content is being created, etc. Yeah. I know you've got other things in the pipeline, which you know, yeah. so it's, who should use it, you know, yeah. why? Who's using it well? Yeah, and, and I think like, it, like that point just a minute ago about like our product suite like for me when I before I joined Tubular like the fact you can't go anywhere except Tubular at the moment anyway for online video to see what is the biggest video uh, that's happening on Facebook YouTube Instagram Twitter today you actually can't see that anywhere and there's like about a million new videos being uploaded every day and it's only just getting bigger so like it's insane to be able to pinpoint to people like what what is actually trending or like uh, yeah, popular at the moment. Um, but who are we targeting? We uh, uh, like publishers like yourselves, um, a lot of the broadcasters we work with as well. So we work with like Viacom, Discovery, we've worked with BuzzFeed, Vice and these kind of guys and brands as well. We're working with, um, actually we did a webinar with Benefit Cosmetics last week. These, these, some of these brands like like Benefit are massive influencers now. And that's, that's interesting. There was another client of ours called Moon Active. I saw um, an article about this morning. Sorry, yeah, Moon, oh, sorry, not Moon Active. These guys are, um, oh, what are they called again? The, the Oh yeah, they are Moon Active. It's a, they have a, like um, an app and it's something coin is the name of the app. 
and they monetize it for thirty million dollars a month. I read an article for this morning um, that what? they sell in-app purchases right. for like kind of like uh, of this like game that's kind of complex, and you buy things to kind of uh, get better at the game, kind of like Fortnite, really. Yeah. But it's just amazing to see some of these companies monetize their audiences so well that they have, whether it's in gaming apps. Um, or yeah true influencer marketing like uh, the benefit webinar we did last week they're just seeing such a massive return from influencer marketing from getting their content out there into the hands of influencers that are popular on instagram youtube um yeah so there are some of the people work with red bull adidas a lot of the guys a lot of brands who like either uh, a lot of people are creating content about them or they're creating a lot of content themselves or influencers are really important or they know their audiences are big on these platforms, so they know that they have to target them um, in a better way. Yeah. And who, who, you know, who's it? When you think about Chibalier and you think of companies that are using it well, or yeah, in, yeah, who, yeah, yeah, who, who's, who stands out? The question. Yeah, I think um, I think you guys do a great job in terms of like branded content. <laughs> I think we're looking at was it we today? We definitely got, do more. Yeah, well, and, you, and I'll tell the team that as well. Stay yeah. on the camera. <laughs> the second biggest partner in the UK, I think, this year, uh, behind the cricket, uh, which is good going. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think when we look at in the UK, I think people like Lab Bible Jungle Creations, I think they do a great job. I think, um, yeah. And then I think, I think, I think it's interesting to see people kind of doing a better job on long form content as well. I think that's becoming more important, like engagement, long watch time, and stuff. That's something we're very interested in. And something, something we've announced recently that we're working on is like um, watch time and deduped audiences. So as an example for on the tools, like what would be your, uh, you have an audience on Facebook, you have an audience on YouTube, what's actual the, the, the crossover there or not? Yeah, and yeah. then I guess the value then in terms of how long people are watching for then. So yeah. you get that currency of, so at the moment the currency exists in the sense of like, the, where are the views happening? Who's yeah. getting the views? What yeah. are the audience? Which audience is viewing them? Yeah. But then, yeah, like I think brands are asking more questions now, hundred percent about, particularly in the consumer market, um, are asking more questions because I think they're more advanced on social, etc. Yeah. That they're going, well, that's fine, but a view is only three seconds, or a view is only yeah. ten seconds, or you know, what's the average watch time? How long are people yeah. actually consuming the content for? Where are they going after that? You know, and I think that's what this brings is yeah and as well from my point of view we doing a great job here lee of selling children yeah i know yeah <laughs> i was just turning to <laughs> advert but, you know, but from my point of view it's something that's needed across the industry because we as we've grown we've got frustrated with and, and you'll know this like there was a period of time through facebook probably like 18 months ago yeah where the platform was just rife of pages that were just um regurgitating and, re and yeah, replacing content elsewhere yeah, yeah. at mass as well yeah yeah that probably stole a lot of the limelight that we felt we were creating yeah, through yeah. an actual community and an actual yeah, brand yeah yeah so it was all we've always joked and been like you know very much the wild west over the last four years in terms of yeah. social and video yeah particularly through facebook and what you could do and what you couldn't and we've always been like we're we're the good boys we, we always sort of stay in line with it and you mm. see loads of pages that don't do that that make like serious money through like whether it be suggested videos or ad breaks yeah, or whatever yeah. it might be through that um but now they're sort of starting yeah. to be shut down and, and the rules have, yeah. have changed through yeah. facebook that like um 
repopulating videos yeah, elsewhere. Yeah. They're really trying to turn that down, yeah. and, and and I think that really helps. And then what will help it even further from from you know from selfishly from my point of view would yeah. be look at average watch times. Look at because yeah. we know we do well in that space. So then we're like, well, from a brand when we're trying to do brand collabs, we mm. can go don't go there because that average watch time is low, yeah. and ours is high. So come and do work with us. And I think that's what Tulip does really well is it just allows publishers, brands, whatever, to go as a back, just to measure it as a baseline. Yeah, yeah. That did really well, that didn't. Yeah. It's a sort of as, as, you know, whereas if you don't have that. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't know that. Yeah, and I think like even when I was at, um, at, at Google, I think back in 2015, um, they switched their algorithm from like uh, views to watch time, basically. And um, like their suggestion engine and algorithm. And like, as a result, like uh, a lot of people who are just trying to game the system and everything just kind of died overnight. Yeah. And everyone who's actually getting engaged audiences and stuff uh, built up bigger audiences. And I think as long as you are doing the right thing for the audience in terms of like content and entertaining them, I think the platforms are just trying to understand how best to serve the best content to those audiences um, and getting rid of issues like brand safety or fake followers like if you have fake followers you can't have an actual engaged audience of people no, who are impossible. commenting and everything yeah. so i think um i think it's fascinating right now and seeing like uh, like with facebook facebook watch i read the other day i think that they're reaching something like 700 million people a month in watch now which is amazing um and for a minute i think it was a stat i saw uh, it was some of their marketing but that's what i saw and uh i think that like all of the the Good actors and everything are kind of being moved into these programs more, and um, and are getting more sustainable, long-term businesses that can monetize in these platforms, yeah. which is what the platforms want. Yes, and it's what they need as well. Yeah. So on that, then, so do you, and this is a good leading from that because you are saying you know creating content is the main thing. Yeah. Do you think that people concentrate too much on the data over the creative? So yeah. what I mean by that is, are you know do people try and game the system too much? Yeah. Over actually. If you just concentrate yeah. on creating content, yeah. would yeah. that work better? I think our platform and um, uh, Melissa, who's like chief content officer at Jungle Creation, said this before. Like Tubler is a great way of looking at people who are getting rewarded by the platforms. Um, what is it they're doing? Like how frequently are they uploading? What length of their content is? What is the content about? I think Tubler is a great way of um, looking at um, basically what's good. Most people don't have a clue, okay, and we see this a lot with brands and people and agencies, they might set a target, we want 20 million views for this video. Why did you pick 20 million exactly? Like, uh, and I think uh, it's great if you can actually see, is 20 million good in this space? How many likes should it get? How many comments and so on and yeah. so forth? So I think people aren't looking enough, I think, at data for like, what's everyone else doing around them? Um, are people getting obsessed a bit too much about data? I think, I think with like influencers as an example, or like Facebook pages, a lot of people were like, okay, followers metric is an easy, or likes is an easy metric, let's go for that. Um, but I think it's interesting seeing Instagram tech, uh, testing, like removing likes and stuff now, where they're also trying to get back to engagement and viewership and everything. What do you think that'll do to Instagram? I think... Because it, it's been yeah. positioned as yeah. um, uh, progress or positive yeah, move yeah. towards mental health. Yeah, I, I do think that. Yeah, like I do think it is. Do you think it was 
do you think it's that that's the reason they've done it? Oh, I think I think it's one of the reasons. Yeah. I think um, I think I think something as well though. Like if you look at Instagram, they are now creating ad units that advertisers can promote more easily if you've worked with an influencer or a page or a brand yeah. to promote it. So I'm I, I'm sure that there will be um, like easier kind of ways for brands to work with promoting those posts and getting some of the information behind that maybe not visible publicly um but yeah i think i think it's going to be fascinating but i i, I do think like a company like instagram and yeah facebook the owner like they will be testing these things a lot and oh, yeah. they will not roll it out unless it makes sense for the platform. and they don't even test these things unless they've tested it before whether, yeah. you know what i mean like at a real yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. micro yeah. level where oh, people yeah. don't even see yeah, it yeah 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 people actually yeah. think it's a glitch yeah yeah you know yeah, and, yeah, and they're yeah. testing behind yeah, yeah. it's interesting I actually there was a podcast i listened to mark zuckerberg before it was with that guy reed hoffman and yeah. uh, he's a podcast called scale it or something like that and uh, Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg said that any time at Facebook there's 10,000 tests going on, like A-B tests, like imagine. Yeah, it's insane that the, the scale, and it, that's the culture they breed there as well, isn't yeah. it? Have like from a, yeah. a dev point of view is go and work on projects, yeah. go and do cool stuff, yeah, go yeah. and try and break things, create things. Everyone's always working yeah, on yeah. stuff, whether it gets through or not is the, is yeah, the other thing. Yeah. I think it's interesting with the Instagram lights thing in the sense that why do people that aggregation of likes yeah. on a on an Instagram post or engagement often um, provokes more engagement. Yeah, I find. Well, it does with me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If I if I'm going through the feed and something's got a massive engagement, I'm far more likely to stop on it than I would be if it doesn't have any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depending on who's posted it, etc., and what you know, what I'm doing, where I am, yeah, all yeah. that. So I always, you know, my thing is with it. I wonder whether that will slow the engagement. The engagement down on on influencers yeah. posts now yeah. obviously the inf- i think there was a bit of a miscommunication right when it got rolled out because everyone was like oh my god like no one's gonna see anything but obviously the person who's posted it can so yeah. from an, an influencer marketing yes. perspective yeah. with a brand yeah. they can still yeah. go see these are the stats. stats yeah um but i just wonder how what what effect that will actually have on the influencers post based on you know, you've really really got to be engaged with that post in order to there will a thousand percent be people that that like it because other people have liked it and yeah, and, and, yeah. and that so it'd be interesting to see whether those stats yeah. lower what the play is whether Instagram you know whether Instagram Facebook as a, as a company want to yeah. get involved in the yeah the media relationship between brand and influencer and control yeah. that I think it's becoming such a big space now like definitely when I was even at YouTube when we were looking at influencers and stuff I think it's definitely like well there's quite a lot of money being spent in that domain um for a platform to look at i think particularly with instagram but i think um at the same time i think uh, the platforms do want companies to be making money um, not just from the ads totally. to have a monetizable business that can actually be profitable on their platforms you know which if you think about things we're at such an early infancy of that um yeah actually my wife said say there was rumors that uh uh, CBS Viacom were maybe going to purchase Vice and BuzzFeed today in the news. Really? Yeah. yeah. Which I think crazy. we'll see like bigger acquisitions of things in the, yeah. in the future. You know. Yeah. Uh, um, and I guess those businesses, um, yeah, have have had to do some cuts and everything because there's quite a lot of venture capital gone in there. 
maybe it would be make more sense now. But I think in the US market, Vice and BuzzFeed control a very large percentage of that branded content. Space. Yeah, I mean, they've yeah. done such a great job, haven't they, in terms yeah. of the growth yeah. they've had. Like, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, particularly Vice, I think they, you know, yeah. I'm a fan of the content they create, yeah. the way it looks, the, yeah. the, the content they cover, the way yeah. it's structured. I think they yeah. do. They, and they do a lot of content for brands. Like, uh, I remember when I was at YouTube, I, I didn't really realize, like, they kind of also had a proposition of like, okay, um, a creative agency is quite expensive to like get video ads from assets, like for TV ads and stuff. Yeah. We'll create 50 white labeled videos for you this year. Um, the, the tech and proposition of Vice and everything, but they'll be white labeled. Like I think that's quite a big part of their business as well. Yeah, so you yeah. get that vibe, but you don't have to have the Vice yeah, branding with yeah, it, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So you were at YouTube yeah, Before, yeah. So you were yeah. working a lot on the on the sports space. Yeah, yeah. So what I was, that like? was um, it was good. I was head of sponsorships there, and uh, yeah, God, I, I got to go to the World Cup in 2014 at my job. Oh, nice. I got to go to Wimbledon. I got to go to the Ryder Cup. It was uh, it was a fun year. Yeah. So it was like kind of working with uh, premium sports partners and advertisers as well, and um, yeah, so it was cool. I want to come on back. Come on back to that. Yeah. Like, it was a nice inroad for me. Yeah. Jamie will be pleased with my inroad there. Uh, uh, each podcast we do a quiz. Oh right. yeah, yeah. Now I listened got... to the Jamie Balding one from John. <laughs> oh, okay. And I heard that. So one. you've got the opportunity Pizza to toppings and yeah, stuff. that's it. Yeah, you've got yeah. the opportunity to win some Whipcoin, new cryptocurrency comes to the market. Don't you should be able to spend okay. it well. Yeah. Um, you have five questions. Today's quiz, because you were head of sports sponsorship. Oh oh. <laughs> yeah. Thought we'd make a bit of a sports social okay, quiz. Okay. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So it's multiple choice. Uh, Oh, well, it's not actually not all of it, but so um, I'm going to start. Yeah. A six, question one. A 16 year old named Bogda won the Fortnite World Cup on Sunday. Oh, yeah. But how much was his cash prize in dollars? It's $3 million. Bing, bing, bing. I would have been disappointed if you didn't know that. Yeah. One from a video perspective and the fact that you've, you know, Twitch is a, a huge partner. Yeah, Two yeah. from the sports, yeah, yeah. you know, you should I think should they were saying that. US Open, there was some interesting graphics going around. Yeah, there, there was, wasn't that through LinkedIn yeah. where, you know. It's and Love Island second. was 50,000 pounds. Yeah, crap, isn't it? Yeah. The second highest, I think it was. I think the only thing that beat it was, I think it was, the, the, it was the golf, Open. it was the Open, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I was wondering, was that kind of rigged? Yeah, golf was or tennis. Other things? It was the tennis, US tennis. Open, yeah. Um, and there was some stuff underneath it oh, where you're yeah. thinking, like wow. The open was below it. Uh, yeah, there was, a lot of, there was a lot of golf stuff below it, actually. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. And Wimbledon, yeah. Yeah. Question two. BT streamed the previous Champions League on YouTube. Yeah. How many people streamed the match on this platform? I've got three, three options for you. A, 4.8 million. B, 11.4 million. Or C, 66 million. At the night of the final that's just gone in the UK. BT stream, the previous champion, yeah, pre yeah, so yeah, yeah, previous, yeah. And the options are 4.8. 4.8, 11.4, or 66. It's not 66. Uh, ooh, it's one of the others. I think it was actually really high. I think it was 11. It was four. It was 4.8. Oh. I'm sorry, Dennis. It's, uh, it was wrong. Yeah, 11, uh, 4.8 million. Watch the, uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it is pretty amazing, yeah. isn't it? Um, question three, in 2018, Logan Paul yeah. fought KSI in a boxing match. I watched it. You watched it, okay, so you should know this answer. But who won? Was it A, KSI, B, Logan Paul, or C, was it a draw? It was a draw. It was a and draw. And people were saying, was it rigged? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that whole space in itself, yeah. this whole, like, 
the whole like off, uh, online to offline space yeah. where you're an influencer and then you can really start dragging people onto yeah. you know huge paying sports events that, yeah. you, that you wouldn't even dream of uh, you know I mean you said this like five years ago where you said oh yeah there's going to be some influencers that are going to like yeah. um, run an event that's that's ran like a pretty yeah, much like a amazing. full boxing match yeah. it's insane one of the um, best eight pounds ever spent <laughs> yeah yeah, I think there was about, there was nine, about nine hundred thousand people streaming that like who'd paid for it on YouTube, and then obviously got ripped and was on Twitch as well. I think there was about another million or something over there. Yeah, insane, isn't it? Yeah. Question four: Which pop star invested in esports? Was it A. Drake, B. Pitbull, or C. Ed Sheeran? Oh, like Drake did do that ninja broadcast, so I'll have to go for him. He's got it right. Yeah. Good, good use of knowledge there. Uh, and question five: Who is the most followed sports star on Instagram? Is it A. David Beckham, B. Ronaldo, or C. LeBron James? Easy one, Ronaldo. It is Ronaldo. <laughs> so out of that, you got it. You only got one wrong. Is that right, Jamie? I wasn't counting. Yeah. It's pretty good going. Um, four out of five. Usually, it's like I mean, I don't know whether they were easy or not. Maybe in the video space. Yeah. Oh, you did pretty well. Thank you. So coming back onto that then. Yeah. That that uh, it, the gaming side of it really interests me. So you mentioned yeah. earlier on, um, you know, from like an esports perspective, and um, uh, the the founders of Tubular were sort of in that yeah, space. Yeah. Yeah. Cinema, yeah. Yeah. How you know the growth of that industry at the moment is um, it's phenomenal. It's just exponential, isn't it? You know, we, yeah. we just spoke then quickly about the, you know, uh, Bogda, the the yeah, sixteen-year-old yeah. kid who's now rich beyond his wildest yeah, dreams. Yeah. Um, what does that? <laughs> what effect do you think that has on like um, on young people and their aspirations of what they're actually going to go and do in their lives? So yeah, I think I seen a stat the other day on LinkedIn, and it was you know, it, uh, there's that many things flying around LinkedIn at the minute, yeah. but it was quite interesting that the the top. When you ask children, there was some kind of stat thing done, yeah. some coverage done, and, so, and it was yeah. like um, the top, uh, I think it was 50% of children in the UK said that they were going to be a YouTuber. Yeah. And yeah. in China, yeah. Um, yeah, the top was an engineer and a YouTuber was the last yeah. with like a very small percentage. Yeah. What does that do to kids? You see, you see aspirationally, you yeah. see a 16-year-old kid play on a computer game yeah. and win three million quid. Yeah, I think a lot more kids are going to want to be him, aren't they? It's <laughs> but how many can? Like anything, but I, I don't yeah. think it's one of those things where it's so accessible. Yeah. You know, for me to, when I was growing up, if I wanted to be, um, I wanted to be a footballer. Yeah. I got to a point where I knew I wasn't going to be a footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah? same here. Um, and it was a sad day, but I realized yeah. it and I, you know, sucked it it's up. It's a sad year. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It was game. <laughs> And, but to get to that stage, there's yeah. so many different stages to get through, and I'm yeah. sure there is in esports, but it is so accessible to get really, really good and yeah. takes so much time uh, of, your, of, of someone's time to, to, to practice that or get yeah. hooked on it or addicted in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Is the gap the same? Is, that, is the reality yeah. gap the same? Yeah, I think, well, it, first of all, you know about this, uh, the Twitch um, or the Fortnite game that we're talking about. Um, what a piece of branded content to host that tournament. Like, Mental. Like the amount of press and everything it got. 
Um, yeah, which I do think, I did read somewhere that like maybe 10,000 or was it 100,000, I forget, um, like actually tried to enter that World Cup. Uh, they all entered and then this, this was the last remaining guy from all of it. Um, I do think, I think it's an amazing piece of branded content by Fortnite uh, to generate more interest for their game. Yeah, I was looking the other day, uh, Fortnite gets about 180 million video views um, uh, across platform every single day. Um, <laughs> like just of UGC content and stuff. So it's a massive, it's a juggernaut. But um, I think, I think that, yeah, I think there's going to be massive interest. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, I yeah, recently I recently became a dad and... Um, Congratulations. I, thank you. And I, like, I do think, like, as a parent, like, imagine the struggles those parents went through with those kids who were, like, probably winning these tournaments of, like, spending so many hours playing these games. It, it, it's exactly that. Imagine, so, that lad, if he did get any grief off his plate, you don't know yeah. whether he, he was supported or whether he wasn't. Yeah. If he didn't, I mean, he's got he's the smuggest kid in the world, and he's sitting yeah. there and I going, I told you, yeah. <laughs> told you so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, but then that's the message that every kid's going to have there to parents. Like, yeah. yeah, but I can do this. I can do it. I yeah. can, you can look, this but kid's won three million. But it's the reality, like football, it's even maybe smaller, like, uh, but do more people game now than like try to play football? Actually, no, I guess not. But like the odds are very small of someone getting through to do, to be that guy who won for sure. Uh, yeah. But as a parent, I would much prefer you know my daughter to yeah. go outside oh, and kick too. a football yeah, round yeah. than I would sit in front of the yeah. computer screen yeah. for like yeah. eight hours in order yeah. to, to get to that Me point. Too. And it, it's really interesting. So like you know like I've got an eight year old uh, girl, but and, and I like. Don't, don't really like let her use that much of, yeah. of like much. She doesn't really sit on my phone, and I, I'm quite happy when she picks up the phone and asks me how to get onto things because, yeah. you know, if I give her, she's got like a little kids Kindle thing that she but rarely uses. But when she does open it, she doesn't really know how to use it that well. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I'm a bit of a shit really because I'm sort of like quite happy with that because I'm like, well, that's good because she's not, she doesn't use it that often. Therefore, she's doing other things. She's more engaged yeah. in like you know, she loves. Loves a bit of role play, Ava does, you know, she loves like playing the, like, dolls and nurses and all these yeah, things and, yeah. and being outside. I was playing basketball with her last night and, and I love that. But at a certain point, it's like with anything with a kid, you don't want them to be the first, but you don't want them to be the last. Mm. You know, you want them to be somewhere in the middle. You don't want them to be like, I spend eight hours on my phone, but you don't want them to know, you know, when they get into high school, you don't want them to know yeah. not how to use it because then yeah. peer to peer, it, it's sort of like, they're yeah. an outcast if they don't know how to yeah. catch up with what all the other yeah. kids are doing. There's such a fine balance. Yeah. Of, you know, she started asking me about having a phone, and I'm like, yeah. she's yeah. gone. Like, you're not having your own phone. You don't need yeah. it. Are you ringing? You know, yeah. you ring me, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What age do you think she will have her own phone? Oh, before? man. I'd like to say like 12, 13, yeah. but it's not. It's, I, I reckon it's as soon as she gets to high school. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the, the peer pressure of yeah. it. Yeah. There's yeah. a really interesting thing of like the scale of tech yeah. against what you know in my head anyway how I was brought up and what I did when I was a kid and how much you know how much exercise I got and yeah you know is there a is there a link between the fact that there's so much tech available for kids and the fact that we've just got an obese nation yeah. like yeah there is like yeah. definitely but it's an interesting thing but I think the esports bit for me is such an uh I'm contradicting myself because I love it as well I'm like yeah. what a mad space to be in and I'd you know yeah I think it, if I was a kid now I'd love it I used to love yeah. playing on my computer yeah, you know yeah, um, yeah it reminds me though almost of like poker or something like yeah which is, 
it's a bit like it's a bit yeah it's, it's, I, I i worry about the addictive nature of it really like I, even if i just think about like social media like kids are so addicted to it as well as uh, like adults like i'm amazed whenever i'm traveling the tube and the amount of people playing candy crush and stuff I'm just yeah like, why do you bother i i you know when i'm addicted to social media and i know it and, yeah. and then i think i would have hated to have had so I wouldn't probably if I was a kid, but I look back now and I'm so glad I didn't have social media yeah. when I was in Imagine school. Imagine the peer pressure and stuff. Yeah, oh, and like, you think about like bullying and yeah. things like that. You're like, well, if I got bullied at school yeah. on a certain day or whatever it was, I'd leave, I'd go home yeah. and, I'd, and it'd be gone. And it wasn't broadcast all over the internet. Yeah, like as soon as you leave school now, you you can be yeah. like ridiculed yeah. from yeah. afar, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's hard, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. want Ava to go to high school, basically. I just, she can just stay eight years yeah. old forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, What's next for, for for Tubular? For us, yeah, yeah. I said earlier we're um, we're really focused on this like being um, the measurement standard for online video. We think that there is a real opportunity for that. Actually, when I worked at YouTube, I remember finding it fascinating that like. Um, when we were actually trying to sell like um, sports sponsorships to people, uh, we were trying to use Comscore to like show how big the FA's channel is or England's channel, and right. you literally couldn't. And that's where I actually came across Tubular and being like, "Oh, these guys are trying to do this." And um, now we're at a stage where we're really just trying to be that standard for measurement, which, uh, like what I said earlier about like uh, watch time, how long people are engaging with this stuff. Um, no one can see the watch time behind on the tools or, or Adidas or anyone. Uh, you just kind of see maybe views, likes or comments kind of, and which we were saying earlier, are they vanity metrics or not? Um, yeah, so that's what we're really focused on right now. And we've announced a program called the Global Video Measurement Alliance, where we've partnered with, uh, let me get this right, Vice, Viacom, uh, Group9, BuzzFeed, Vice, uh, brute uh, media chain, you know, the social chain yeah, media yeah, yeah. chain guys as well here in the UK. And uh, we've partnered with those people to, uh, uh, to basically look at solving this problem with measurement. And we're going to be doing that as well with brands and agencies more um, to make sure that we have a good uh, currency in the market for people like trying to reach these audiences from an advertising standpoint. And really, like, you guys do 100 million views a month. Like, how do you reach 40% of the population in the UK, maybe males or something? I, I don't know, but like, would love to be able to tell you that yeah. and to tell agencies and brands um, maybe on the tools is something that is. Um, kind of cheaper media right now versus maybe Sky Sports, which is also reaching large male audiences. Yeah. I don't know, but that's what we want to get to. And, and do you think that, because you've got all these massive agencies, so you've got like the media buyers, yeah. you know, and then you- It's complex, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it, uh, particularly I think over the last couple of years, it's yeah. the landscape, because of companies like us, you know, yeah, the, yeah. these publishers that have come out of nowhere, that yeah. then that's another distribution channel with something that's highly engaged, but it sit, it's owned and operated by a company, but it sits on another platform. It's confusing. Yeah. And then, but you've got like your media buyers, then you've got your creative agencies, then you've got like these full service agencies that do everything, but then, you know, by all accounts don't do anything, you yeah. know, and, and uh, do you think that they're, they're using anything, you know, do they use Tubular in a way where they're actually assessing the market? Or do you think not enough of them are? Yeah, we're starting to work with, like we work with uh, uh, um, entities with, uh, within Omnicom and Group uh, like Group M, and uh, they're starting to, um, I think, 
I think like from uh, from an agency's perspective in traditional media they're used to things like um, how many individuals are actually there and how long are they watching the content just like Barb with TV yeah. as an example and I think the agencies need to be empowered more with transparency around the market of like how big are these audiences and how long are they consuming it. So I think that's only just starting to happen. We're trying to help people do that. And I think, um, I think like in the agency world right now, there's a lot of um, change, like uh, lots of big accounts are going out for um, tender and like constantly. And I think the agencies have found it tough with Facebook and Google and um, yeah, losing control a little bit. Um, but at the same time, we think agencies, we can help agencies really add a layer of kind of third party verification for all of this and everything. Yeah. So, it's yeah. interesting. So, like, you know, you think about how a, a media buyer might, you know, or like yeah, planners, planner, exactly. planner. So, yeah. it could, a brief comes in. Yeah. The vision, surely, from your point of view, is that yeah. they go to Tubular and go, okay, I yeah. want to understand where people are, where yeah. they're watching, how long they're watching for. Yeah, yeah. And do you think that's missing at the minute? Uh, I think we we've solved some of that, but we've a little bit more to go. And um, I think yes. People are working with us as an agency the other day. They said they discovered you guys and uh, they seen your tubular profile or whatever. Um, so I think that's happening. But like today, we're kind of more on the metrics of views, likes, comments, and it's it's uh, yeah. We just kind of need to get to a next stage where you literally go into a planning tool and you're like, okay, show me all the biggest websites in the UK and also brands that are active on Facebook and uh, like media brands such as yourselves or Lab Bible or Jungle Creations and let's see who Who's has the biggest audiences and the most engaged audience. Like actually there was a client of ours, um, they're called um, uh, Jelly Smack and um, they're massive. They own a, a channel on Facebook called Oh My Goal, if you've ever seen yeah, it. Absolutely, and yeah. uh, they're massive, they do billions of views as well. But if you go to their website, it's literally like a contact us page. Like they haven't bothered investing there because they reach billions of uh, audiences, uh, yeah, of viewers on Facebook, YouTube. And it's kind of like, they know that like, what's the point in investing in our O&O if the audience really isn't there? Which is kind of counterintuitive to how some stuff is kind of, some people are trying to own that back more. But it's interesting. It's kind of like fish where the fish are, right? In terms of where the audience are. But yeah. Well, well what do you think? Onto yeah. that. Well then, so a question with a question. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm asking you uh, the question. No, no, it's interesting. Cause I think that, I think that people are moving about a bit. I think, you know, from the feed from uh, from Facebook, more into groups. Um, yeah, groups. I still think that Facebook have got a lot of work to do with watch, but I can see what they're doing with it. And I think if they continue to push the algorithm to get people into that, then that will work. Obviously, Insta's driving now. I think the switch to landscape and putting um, IGTV through the feed was a smart move, and that seems to have sort of increased its awareness a little bit. People used to be using that. But interestingly, which what I was going to ask you was TikTok. Yeah. Do you measure TikTok or not? At the uh, we don't right. yet. Yeah. What, do you, what, do you th what do you think of that? 
Uh, I think it's fascinating. I, I, I downloaded Musical.ly a few years ago just to really understand what it's about. Same. And my nieces and stuff were on it. And I re-downloaded re-download, I TikTok once or twice. I re-downloaded it recently again just to look at it. And uh, I, I was out in Japan recently uh, for work and like just people are very excited about it in Asia as well. And um, as well as the UK. So what do I think? I think for me, it's like what Vine was years yeah. ago. And uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's, yeah, I think you can waste, like, I think you spend a lot of time consuming content there. I think it's a younger audience for sure. And uh, yeah, it looks like it's doing really well. It's mad, isn't it? Because every platform is trying to go more long form. And then yeah. out of nowhere, out of nowhere, that's, that's wrong to say, but they've obviously got real funding now to, yeah, to like hit like the, dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that now is seeing huge growth on a platform that you when you look at it you go every other platform has tried to move away from this yeah. like vine type of content and then yeah. you've got a platform that is just yeah. rife at the minute yeah for exactly that yeah. content you know yeah. why didn't vine why did that disappear why did yeah. it die you know and then suddenly you've got a platform that is almost a replica of it yeah in a, in a certain sense even if, you know just from you know portrait videos yeah yeah and now it's like it's the thing it's yeah. taking over the world and uh, but from a brand partnerships perspective, mega difficult to understand where the value is if if you're any if you want to reach anything other than a you know a very young yeah yeah. But some brands do. Some brands do. Um, yeah. But then even the time format as well of that, how much can, yeah. how much. Um, but Vine was big for branded content. Yeah, like yeah. That's where the Logan Paul brothers or uh, Jake and Paul it was where started. A load of the influencers yeah, started, isn't yeah, it? And yeah. then they migrated they YouTube, and YouTube. Yeah, and now Instagram. Yeah. And do you think the sponsorships from like YouTube and how that happened and how that happens now, it will be different to how that happens on TikTok and you know because you look at I look at like yeah. Facebook and I look at IG and, yeah. and TikTok and then I look at YouTube. Yeah. And I think YouTube monetized better than what. Any of the others have? Yeah, from a brand, from ads loading around it, or from the branded content. Probably both. Both. Yeah. Because the branded content was allowed, and it wasn't yeah. deemed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. naughty, or you're yeah. breaking yeah. guidelines. Yeah. And then obviously the monetization tool that they had from an ad, ad platform yeah. perspective, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, worked, the best in the world. Yeah, worked yeah. massively yeah. well. Yeah. Um, what you know, what, where do you think the other ones went wrong or have gone yeah. wrong in that sense? I think. Um, I think it was, it was interesting with Facebook's like kind of roll out a lot of this like ad products and stuff. They did an awful lot of testing and then, I, but I think um, like Facebook are just so good at rolling out things, I think. So I think, I think they've taken a little bit longer to get there, but they're getting there, I think. Yeah. I think we've heard from lots of partners. Um, Facebook monetization is uh, much better these days, these days and they're excited about it. Yes. And I think, I think it's interesting, even if you look at YouTube, right? years ago they did this original channels thing where they basically funded a lot of original channels yeah. and upfront payments yeah, like yeah we yeah. saw that with facebook we saw that with snapchat and but they're all really trying to get to like revenue share models if they can make it the ad products good enough and stuff so i think i think facebook i think snapchat apparently is doing well as well and we've heard excitement from a lot of publishers in that regard recently i think very large audiences in the us uk uh, middle east and yeah different countries it's interesting uh, i think twitter actually is working well i think the platforms are all getting better at monetization yes i do as well and it's interesting isn't it because you look at snap and twitter where they sort of everyone was there getting slated yeah, and now they've yeah. sort of like just yeah. kept themselves yeah. quiet and yeah. now everyone's going yeah 
Oh, actually, you know, I prefer using Twitter on the on the daily. Yeah. You know, Facebook's getting a bit yeah. of a battering on the news feed, and people want to use yeah. Snap more. And it's really the, yeah. the battle for eyes is so yeah, interesting, crazy. Minute, isn't it? Yeah, like even Snap, I saw on their earnings was it their viewers went up six percent yeah. or something. It was a feature of like uh, um, uh, like like kind of like that face app thing where you kind of do older or younger yeah, faces yeah, with yeah. Snap's thing. But it is the battle for audiences and I think it's amazing just like looking at TV like I, I find it fascinating I don't know if you listen to this podcast ad exchanger but uh, they recently were just talking about like with TV ads like brands are very uh, they know what they're getting with TV ads and they know it works yeah uh, but the audiences for TV are going down like in the States I think it went down another 10% uh, this year uh, in terms of like uh, ad inventory and uh, but the but the, the the companies are just charging 10 15 percent more making up for that how long does that last it, well I think we're seeing that that is gonna not last that long I think is what, what I'm I like well I think one thing is the formats uh, the, on the ad formats on social need to get uh, uh, like measurement needs to get better to make sure that the effectiveness of those ads are working or else people who are spending the brand budgets won't be comfortable with moving lots and lots of money into those spaces and I think we've seen in some uh, content genres that's happened sooner rather than later so like uh, gaming is massive and like I'd imagine the majority of money now is on digital like like yeah well i guess in the uk now there's more spent digitally than tv so in gaming you're probably up to 70 80 percent is digital yeah which um, is insane isn't yeah. it yeah so i think how long does it last i think obviously it's an audience thing as well like i think we've sp I, I spoke to one broadcaster before and they were saying that literally as every year goes on their audience gets you one year older and they don't get the younger people and uh their average age so i think i think <laughs> i think i think it's a thing that like <laughs> The older, I think, the, the audiences that are watching TV today, um, the, the older audiences are actually consuming more of it. But I think as the average age is going up, like on TV, um, sure you have like Love Island and stuff, but it's kind of, it feels like a spike versus yeah, they are like, spikes, exactly uh, like that. all the time. I think the interesting space and, and what will happen, if it, which I think it will, is and you, you see it now, subscribers on Netflix, you know, it's yeah. going down, etc. and they're gonna, they're gonna need to do something different, is that when the ad space travels across, across to sub uh, rev models, uh, subscription rev models, yeah. and then how well, um, Advertising through, so from a planning point of view, how well agencies and brands can strategize campaigns across social and the new sort of TV landscape, yeah. the, sub, the subscription models like Netflix, Amazon Prime, etc. Because that will happen, that, that yeah. will drive through. And that's where I think TV's still got a place, only if it's being used as a social campaign as well, and then you yeah. can sit those trigger points. Yeah. TV on its own, I would, I would say you're wasting your money on the whole, depending on who you're going for. But yeah. you, but if you were to go through, when that'll be an interesting space, I think, when Netflix, Amazon Prime, Now TV, all these submodels start driving ad placement, that will be super yeah, interesting yeah. on how that yeah. then links in with yeah, social. Yeah. Can, Can I ask you a go? question? Yeah? How big do you think On The Tools will get? <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of things happening at the minute with On The Tools. Um, so we raised, we completed a raise three weeks ago, which is great. Um, and we're about to launch, in the start of October we will launch um, what will be uh, a new creative agency to sit above the communities that we own. Oh, yeah. So um, we've got On The Tools, we've got 
uh, on a budget. We're, we're looking at how we're growing and partnering with, with others as well. So what we've realised um, with the help of Tubular is that we're, 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 in, we're doing really, really well in this space and actually we're underselling what we're doing because we don't have a B2B arm. So people assume that we're a publisher and, and oh, yeah. that two people work on the tools yeah, and yeah. it's two builders in the pants yeah. in the bedroom. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's oh, yeah. the sort of assumption. Um, hopefully our clients don't think that, but you know, um, on the whole, that's what we knew we were fighting against and yeah. allowing us to stretch out as this, this, um, agency model, um, will do two things. One, improve our B2B, um, experiences and opportunities, etc. But what I think will allow the, the, the publishing arms to flourish more as well. Um, yeah. because there'll be, there'll be sets of people that are just within the team to drive those communities. And I think we've got a big focus on, on like the media data and, and e-commerce. That's the, the three pillars that we'll have within the agency cool. that, uh, that will drive that. So e-commerce as well. Do you think, um, media data, do you think e-commerce or media will, uh, will be bigger? Yeah. Oh, I don't think you can have one without the other. So, yeah. Uh, but I think e-com will be bigger. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? When you think of TV subscriptions and ads, like you're thinking e-commerce and ads, yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a so there's a lot going on. But back to your question, how yeah. big are we going to be? Um, uh, well, so the aim is that that um, within the next four years we'll be a hundred million pound business. So amazing. Um, offices in other places. Looking yeah. at a London office at the minute, which will be great. Nice. Uh, just commercially, so yeah, a lot, a lot going on. Uh, yeah. We're moving. We're actually moving ourselves as well, closer to Birmingham. Birmingham so we're yeah. uh, moving to the Fort Dunlop building, which will be amazing as well. New space. Um, Do you invite the audience to come over when it's ready? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're getting invited anyway. We'll oh, a massive good, party, good. mate. So it'll good, be all good. Good, good, good. Um, right to round this up very quickly. We um, run this podcast for for two reasons. One, to meet super interesting people. Tick. Yeah. Good, done. The second is to eventually get either Jennifer Lawrence or Tom Hanks on the podcast. Right. So with the whole like six degrees of separation, is it six degrees or seven? Six? Six. Um, we ask our guests to um, arrange, invite, intro us into oh, cool. the next guest oh, yeah. that will get us one step closer to Jennifer Lawrence or Tom Hanks. Okay. I'm thinking there's some US connections here, Dennis. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Get yeah. us across the pond, mate. I, yeah. I want a reason to take the podcast abroad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll Let me think about it. I'll travel. Yeah. I'll ask uh, some of our guys in the US how they can get you there. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. That sounds good. There we go. We've got Dennis on, on, uh, on audio and camera saying he's going to get us over to America. So. Yeah. Um, been an absolute... I, I won't be paying for it, but I'll get you an invite it's from someone. It's not an expensive... I'll get you into the country yeah, where yeah, you're the form I'm meeting <laughs> X. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Been an absolute pleasure. I think you and um, Tubular are doing some really, really exciting things. If you, you know, if you haven't um, looked um, looked into Tubular and you're in the agency brand um, publisher space, you're, you're concentrating on marketing efforts through video. You need to be checking out what Tubular are doing. Um, all the links and everything will be in the uh, in the, the captions, comments. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking yeah, been video. A, pleasure. a lot Thank of geeking you. out on video. It's been uh, been really good. Yeah, Thanks very much. Thank you. you.